0: The game is getting old Monday morning and your coffee's cold Life is not what you to Hi everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and oh boy, I'm just telling you you know I say it every week I say, you know it has got a great show but I'm going to tell you something. This is going to be one of those shows where you're kind of going, oh I really need to hear this Yeah, you see I have Shana Bell with me right? And you go Shawna Bell. I go, yeah, no, 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 Shauna Bell. Yeah, I have her with me. She wrote this book entitled How to Be a PETA. And you go, PETA, I, I don't want to be a chip. But no, 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 wait, 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 no, no, it's not about to be chips. It's about being a pain in the ankle. a little higher. Okay, so, but that's it. But but she is an entrepreneur and she has this amazing story about her trials and tribulations of trying to be an entrepreneur and all the things, lessons that she learned and trying to make all this happen. And it's really, really cool. And she is gonna help us really today to help you understand what it is that you need to do in order for you to be able to become that same type of an entrepreneur. Her, she has such a relentless spirit. It's absolutely amazing. And you are gonna absolutely love her. And. I want to just say too, that uh, while we while we're doing this right now, and you wonder well, what are you doing, Jay? Why are you stalling here? It's because today, you know what? today is today is the very first day, right? That uh, people can actually join us live on Castbox FM. So uh, we're on Castbox FM right now, and uh, if you if you're wondering where we're at, you can go to my Facebook page. You can go to LinkedIn. Everywhere else, I you could find where we're at on CastBox, it's really awesome, and you're going to love listening to us all live because we're going to be able to do this live every week now from here on out, and, um, and so it's going to be very cool, and so we want to welcome everybody from CastBox FM who is going to be joining us and who's listening in. We, we appreciate uh, you as well, and Shana is the very, she's the inaugural, she's the beta test, and so uh, we're really cool, but let's do what we do every week, right? Let's talk about the four areas of your life, and how are you doing this week? right? Let's just check in, right? I believe that we're four-part people. We're physical people, mental people, and emotional people, and spiritual people, and so I want to check in with you in the four areas of your life this week, right? I mean, you know, for those of you who don't join us, I just ask everybody. I'm like going, hey, you know, how are you doing in the four areas? And I, go, I don't know what you mean, Jay. Well, let's start with the physical, right? How are you doing physically? How are you feeling, you know, on a scale of one to ten, one being miserable, ten being outstanding? How are you feeling, right? How is that? Are you feeling good? You know, do you, would you give yourself a four or five? you know, six, seven, maybe you're nine, you know, wh- why, ask yourself why, why are you that number, right, and, and then ask yourself, okay, well, what do I, what do I need to do to bump that number up, right, and I don't mean that you got to bump it up if you're a two and you got to get to a ten, all right, I mean, what do you got to do to get yourself from a two to a three, you know, a three to a four, or a six to a seven, or if you're a nine, how do you get from a nine to a 9.5, right, so what do you need to do? Do you need to exercise a little bit? Do you need to change the way you're eating. Do you need to do some things. I know that one of the things about Shauna is, and this is kind of really cool, is that you know she's a, you know she has celiac disease and she fights that whole thing, and she's come up with her and her, uh, her and her, her significant other do this really cool eating healthy stuff, and she's a, she's got a master's in nutrition, and so she's into eating healthy and eating right, and she could tell you firsthand, right, if you're physically doing better, everything else t- seems to fall in place better, so you're better mentally, you're better emotionally, you're better spiritually, especially when you're better physically, and that's true, so how are you doing physically? You got that number? Good for you. So what's second number? Second number is how are you doing mentally, and what I mean by that mentally is what are you feeding your brain, right? The thing is that I don't care how old you are, right, you can always be feeding your brain good stuff. Okay, the problem is is that so often we feed our brain bad stuff. And we don't feed our brain things that make our brain grow. Because the truth is in every area of your life, if you're not growing, you're dying. And because we never stay still. So you always have to be in a constant state of growth. But what are you feeding your brain? If you're listening to shows like this one right now, you know what you're doing is you're feeding both halves of your brain because you're feeding that logical side that's saying, Oh, I've never thought about that before. And then you're feeding your creative side that says, Oh, I wonder if I can apply that in a unique way in my own life and that's what shows like this do right but you could do other things you could take up an instrument learn a foreign language you know paint do some draw do something different and and then read some really good books you know, you know, here's the thing, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we read so much fiction, read some nonfiction, something that's going to really enhance your life and growth, grow you and help you achieve success. And that's what Shanna's books does. How to be a pedist is going to help you grow. And it's going to be a great book and It's going to be great for both halves of your brain. So you got that number, right? Scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding. You've got a physical number and a mental number. How about your emotional number? And when you go, what do you mean emotionally? Well, A scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being outstanding, how are you able to control your emotions? Are you able to do that? Well, can you control them? Can you keep them under control? When the little things happen to you, do you fly off the handle, or are you able to kind of stay and go with the flow? It's all about intention. It really is. This is all about intention. It's all about you know, can you intentionally make yourself under control because that's really what you want to do. It's part of emotional intelligence, or sometimes people use the word emotional quotient. The other part of your emotions is how well um, are you able to tune into the emotions of others, because quite some you know f- quite frequently we are so selfish that we do not tune into the emotional state of another person, and you know what they need us emotionally, not just mentally, not just physically, but they need us also emotionally as well. So how well are you able to tune in, and are you really being intentional about that? All right. So what would you give you as a number? You got that number? Okay. So you've got three numbers, right? You got a physical number, mental number, emotional number, and then finally the spiritual number. Right what is that thing on a scale of 1 to 10 how are you doing 1 being miserable 10 being outstanding how are you doing spiritually i mean what i mean by that i mean what what brings you back to center what gives you a sense of peace what is that thing that you believe in that you have faith in that you that you that you trust in that you go this kind of keeps me centered and it could be a number of things some people it's god some people it's karma some people it's nature some people it's themselves you know they believe in that they're their own god and that's okay but does it give you joy? Is it giving you peace? Is it keeping you centered? And, and how's that happening for you? Is that working? You know, and if it is, God, well, how's that relationship going for you, right? I, I always ask that, you know, because, you know, what do you got to do to change that? What do you got to do to make that number grow? So you've got those, you got four numbers now, right? Well, think of those four numbers as the legs of a table. And if they're off balance, it's kind of hard to keep that plate on an off balance table. At the same time, if all four of those legs are too low, you know what? It makes it also difficult to eat if you're sitting in a normal chair. And so... Uh, so where are you at? How are you going to fix it? What are you going to do? And that's the four areas of life. And this leads me to my next guest. And I am so happy to have her on her. You know, I love, um, I love local authors and she happens to be a local author and she's fun. She's witty. She's, um, she's awesome. She grew up in an entrepreneurial family and, uh, it kind of drove her to think outside the box, quite honestly, and she's never stopped moving. I could tell you she's a person who will work two, three, four, maybe sometimes five jobs at the same time. She's constantly on the hunt to learn new things. Uh, she's and etch- the, the book is actually really, really good. It's called How to Be a Peta. It's actually fantastic. And you know, one of her goals in life is she just wants to help as many people as she can, and that's what endeared me to her, is because you know that's my goal, and that's why we call the show A New Direction, is because we want to help as many people as we can. Find a new direction in uh, their lives, and Shauna Bell is one of those people. And her book is entitled "The Art of Being a Peta." And so, ladies and gentlemen, and please welcome to the show, Shauna Bell. Shauna, welcome to a new direction.
1: Thank you, Jay. It was a great intro. I loved it. Ah, well, <laughs> very I still, kind words. very kind Oh, fine.
0: thank you. Well, you you know what you uh you, you have this uh you have this book out. We're going to talk about here, but I need to let everybody know, Shauna Bell is being brought to you today by. Our gold sponsor, Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. Are you a business owner? At some point, you're going to need the services of an, in, of an inexperienced uh, business broker. Selling your business is a huge decision. Make sure you build your deal team, starting with the experts at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. You can learn more online by going to Inline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And also, Lindacraft and Team Realtors. No matter where you're at in the world, if you are looking to find the best realtor, then start with the the, the the experienced team of 34 years, Linda Crafted Team Realtors, and you can learn more about them at, by going to lindacraft.com, L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. Find out why they are known for having legendary customer service. And this week's T-shirt shout-out of the week, by the way, goes to the Saunders County Historical Museum. I happened to speak there uh, about a week and a half ago, and they brought me in uh, and and to speak at the museum, and I... So it's, it was a packed house and it was signing books. and uh, the folks at Saunders County, Nebraska, I just want to say thank you and thank you for the T-shirt because uh, you, you guys sent, gave me the extra large t-shirt. I'm wearing it now. And why don't you go to their Facebook page? It's the Saunders County Historical Museum. Why don't you go to their Facebook page and why don't you give them a like? Because uh, it's actually even though it's a very small town, it's home of some of them some of them you, you would be surprised who the famous people are that come out of that little town. It's absolutely amazing. The Saunders County Historical Museum. You're the T-shirt shout out of the week, and I thank you for the T-shirt. So, Shauna, we uh, we you have this book called The Art of Being a Peta. And and by the way, when I first I didn't know where you were going when you were first read the book. I was like going, oh, well, where's she going? And then I got oh, Peta painting the. Eh, okay, I got it. But <laughs> what, but what I and I get it because, you know, one of the things you talk, you, you have two phrases in the book that you use a lot. One is that you're very diverse and then adaptability. And you and I have spent a lot of time uh, tossing around these two terms about being diverse and adaptability. But really the big message for me out of this book for me is, to me, I see this relentless, this woman who is so relentless in her pursuit of trying to Figure it all out, and that she she's got she's got a variety of skills that she's and you're a quick learner, fast learning, But I I keep hearing everything I kept reading about this book is that she's relentless, she's never going to quit, and she's trying to figure it out. Is that accurate?
1: I would say that, that that's a fairly accurate assessment, Jay. I mean, pretty, pretty intuitive.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean because okay, well first of all, listen, I didn't find my career much later in my life, okay, I I had no idea what my career was going to be. So you know, I I did everything from farm work to uh, working in kitchens, bartending like you did, to mm-hmm. uh, you know doing. I worked in an electronics shop. I was putting radios in cars. I was doing all sorts of you know things like I mean I, the jobs that I did were crazy. And I start looking at looking looking through the. Th- 30 billion jobs that you did <laughs> some of them have of course a lifetime and I go you know I, I we're not alone this your story is a lot of people's story true
1: yes yeah I think it's true it's just not told as often yeah do, I mean
0: do you do you do you think that I mean do you think that's really the point of, part of the point of, one of the points of your book is that that you're trying to get across to people is that you want them To understand that they're not alone is that part of it
1: yes that that they're not alone and that however they choose to make their money or live their life or find what it is that their real career is if they have one is sometimes not the most traveled path sometimes it's a lot of different things meshed together and there's nothing wrong with that
0: how do you how do you i mean i'm going to ask you because you know when you're an expert at having a lot of jobs, right? I mean, because you, you 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 at some point you become an expert at having a lot of different jobs. I'm sorry. <laughs> that I mean it's. I don't know how else to put it, but and I think there's a lot of people who go, Oh, oh Shauna. Oh god I mean I mean there's people joining the show by the way, Cohen Duda, uh thanks for joining the show here on Cast FM. But I mean one of the things one of the things is there's people going, Oh, Shauna, I feel like I am in this never ending cycle of just going from one job to another. Did you feel like that?
1: Yes and, yes and no. Okay. Um, Expand. Okay. So, yes, I did because I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go, what I wanted my career to be. But no, because I usually had multiple different types of jobs at the same time. Right. And I really liked the diversity. So, I was creating balance for myself that way. It just wasn't... Deemed um, as mainstream acceptable, I suppose is probably the best way to put it. So for me, it was more, you know, I I was, I guess, more trying to figure out what my career should be because that's what I was supposed to be doing. That's what I was <laughs> always told I was supposed to be doing. Right. Um, so I I wanted to try and figure that out. So it felt like I was going from one job to mm. another, but in reality, I was creating. Um, my skill set, which right. is what I like doing, which is multiple different things.
0: Well, so uh, we're talking with Shauna Bell, by the way, author of The Art of Being a PETA. and uh, she's had, she is, she's written this book really about her experiences in having a multiple numbers of jobs as she's going along, trying to live the life that she wants to live and desires to live, and at the same time. The, tri- the trials, the tribulations, the joys, the uh, exaltations of going from job to job. While she's trying to, you know, figure out, you know, along the way, how do I, what do I, do, what do I really want to do? What is it? And and she, and as she explains here, and and you just said, you know, I, you don't even know. I mean, it may be that part of this is is that you just want to be doing a number of things, right? It's just that the society looks at it, and society wants to say to people like you and I. Says, oh, you got to have you you've got to settle on something.
1: hmm Yeah, you throw a dart, pick one. You can't have multiple. <laughs> but what if I want to throw three or five darts, and pick different things. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you, yeah, go that, ahead. For this, it goes back to me. It goes back to the the second um, second part you were talking about with you know intellectually, how are you feeling? When I have multiple different jobs, I am always intellectually learning something new every day. So I'm always at a ten. Always. Right. If I'm not learning at least one new thing a day, it's a fail. But usually it's at least five to ten new things a day. Right. That's because I do multiple different things. I like it that way. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I totally agree. I, I, you, you, you know in the book over and over again, though, how uh, sometimes you believe that people, because you didn't have like this sp- specific niche, right, mm-hmm. or you didn't have the specific area that people found it difficult to figure out how to place you, mm-hmm. and and yet at the same time that should be, and I think you never say this. You you never come out and say it, but I think this is what you what you're trying to say in 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 this, is that if people understood really how valuable people can be who can do a multiple of things, they would not they would never that would be the
1: type of person they would hire. Correct. That is what I'm trying to say. Because if you have somebody who has a high level of diversity and adaptability, you can place them pretty much anywhere. So they are ultimately more valuable than someone that's just placed in one niche. They can be moved around.
0: You you know what's interesting to me? There have been, uh, in sports, and, and, and in sports, especially like in baseball and even somewhat in football, and even in basketball, you know, it's really interesting how a guy who can play multiple positions has value or a gal who could play multiple positions has value, right? You know, like, they have value. But in the business world, if you do too many things, you're seen as being almost uh, less valuable. And I've I've never understood that because it's like, no, you don't understand. You can plug and play this person. You can move this person over here. You can move this person over there. You can put this person in this position. You can move that person over there. You can... You know, you could put them in a variety of different areas. You do not have to you, you've got somebody that you know, you can plug and play basically. And I've never understood wait, why, why do you think why do you think it is that the, the corporate business world accepts that less than maybe the sports world does?
1: Um I think I think there's a lot more politics involved in the corporate world um from, you know, higher levels up and I think there's a lot of Just from my experience, I think that the way the higher-ups view it is that unless you've worked in this specific position for so long, you haven't earned your way up Mm. to a higher tier, Um, you have to pay your dues because they had to do it that way. And a lot of the corporate world goes back to how it was done before you and how it was done before that person. Um, And change is something that I think a lot of corporations have had a harder time with, although in the most recent years a few of them have become more adaptable and realized that's been more beneficial for them financially to do so. Um, So I think that that's a big part of it is that they, they just keep falling back to what they knew before. And this is how it was always done. And if you, if you don't work your, you know, 15, 20 years in this position, this one thing, then you don't earn your way up. You don't work your way up the corporate ladder. You haven't paid your dues.
0: Yeah. Isn't that interesting that, uh, There is still that stigma. I mean, you would think that here we are in 2019, right? And that there's still this Mm -hmm. stigma that says, well, there can't be really smart people who can learn this position in a hurry. It took me 20 years to learn this. You cannot learn it in a year, but you know what? Or even a few weeks. But the fact of the matter is, is that we we can learn these. I mean, people Mm -hmm. can. Are there smart people out there? Listen, I mean, yeah. There are smart people who can learn what you what took you 20 years. They can learn it in a few months. I mean, with the technology we have today, you know. And this is the other thing, right? I, I mean, that you have to you have to admit. That the, the other thing is, is that technology has made it far easier for us to learn far faster.
1: Exactly. Oh yes, so much, so much easier. I mean, just just take high school students for example. When I was in high school, you you didn't take college classes. That was not thing. And now there's some kids graduating from high school and college at the same time. I know. (laughs) I mean, so, and that's in, you know, a 20 some odd year span. So, I mean, that's how fast we've changed and how fast we can grow and learn now. So it's just, it's old antiquated ideology. And the other, the other part of it is that if you are more diverse and you have done more things, you're better able to problem solve. Therefore, you're better able to figure out new positions because you can you can logically get from A plus B equals C faster than somebody who hasn't had a diverse skill set. Uh,
0: I could not agree with you more. We're talking with Shauna Bell. She's author of uh, really a very cool, interesting, uh, fun book, a book that I believe anybody can relate to. It's called The Art of Being a PETA. It is really her journey of multiple jobs that she was doing at the same time that uh, the, her relentless pursuit and trying to figure out what what is my what is my life going to look like as a career and it turned out it's turning out to be that her life as a career is that her career is be able to do multiple things and that's not always something that people want to hear in their world in their life but that's who she is, and she's very comfortable in her own skin, which is what makes I just think makes it great. The book is available on Amazon, of course. She's brought to you today by, uh, who else? Uh, Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. They have literally helped thousands of clients in the sale and purchase of businesses. So when it's time to sell your business, contact the professionals at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. You can learn more by going to inline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors, doesn't matter where you're at in the world, uh, they can help you find the right real estate agent to help you sell or buy your home. And if you happen to be in the Raleigh-Durham Research Triangle Park area, you can find out exactly why they are the legends of customer service because their customer service is in fact legendary. And you can uh, find more information by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T. And uh, and uh, they bring you Shauna Bell and her book, The Art of Being a Petita. Sean, one of the things that I love about your book, and there were a lot of things to love about your book, but one of the things I really loved about your book, and in, in, you would never say it about yourself because you're way too humble to say it, but I'm going to say it for you, is that I kept reading this and go, for goodness sake, will you just quit? Will you just give up? <laughs> will, you, will you just, for, for the love of all sanity, Sean, will you just stop and... Stop, keep trying. And you refused to keep, you refused to give up. You just kept relentlessly pursuing. Where did that come from? Where, where did this relentless pursuit come from that you have?
1: Well, my mom always said I was stubborn and a hard learner. So it might have something <laughs> to do with that. <laughs> She's also the one that gave me the nickname PETA. So, ah, uh, uh, gotcha. Okay. It's kind of been a lifelong uh, part of my personality. Um, but even as a child, part of the reason she gave this nickname to me as a as a child, and I've gotten a little bit better as an adult, but um, I can tell you when somebody tells me I can't do something, right. it automatically sparks in me that um, uh, competition, and I want to just say, oh, yeah, watch me. Yeah, I'm the
0: same, same way.
1: Um, so reverse psychology would work great on me if anybody ever used it effectively. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but it's still the same now. I just I've tempered it a little bit. There are certain things that I you know, before when I was younger, I would I would rise to the challenge every time. And mm-hmm. now I've gotten smarter as I've gotten older and there's some challenges I'm just not interested in.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I think too, as we age, uh we we kinda like go I don't we don't I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. we and, and we kinda round off the edges a little bit. I think
1: so. Yeah, because, which is a good thing. No, it no, no, time. it
0: is. It's a great thing. No, trust me, because I've had people say, you know, you can't do that. And and it would be something so stupid, I would do it, you know, even though it was just <laughs> dumb, you know, and, yeah. right? I mean, you can relate yeah. to that, right? Can you or not?
1: Uh, I can't. When I was younger, especially, and it worked and it happened a lot with my mother, right. a lot. Right. Um, so I, I got myself into plenty of trouble as a teenager, unwork related wise, right, right because just just proving to her that I could do stuff, right. um, which was pretty dangerous. <laughs> if right. you look back, if you look back at it now as a parent, I think, oh yeah, I was pretty dumb. <laughs> but, um, you know, as i got as I got older, it was really more of a challenge to prove that that I was smart enough, strong enough, fast enough to do stuff that people didn't think that I could do because because I hadn't been in you know a specific field for a long period of time. Um, So it was more to prove, prove to myself, but also to prove to other people that sure, I can, I can learn it just as fast as somebody else can, um, or maybe faster. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's what really um, helped me work into different positions within the same companies a few times, because I proved to myself and them that I could not only do it as fast as other people, but sometimes faster and sometimes better.
0: So uh, not well. Yeah, no, well, and and okay, I'm I'm gonna get a little psychologically geeky because that's what my you know my my background is in psychology. I, so like, I, it. I like
1: it. Okay, do so it. Okay, so
0: we're gonna get a little geeky <laughs> here. It's ca- it, it's called uh it's called psychological reactance. Okay, and basically uh, for everybody out there, you you we've all experienced it where you feel like somebody is taking away your freedom, either they say something or they or do something that. Um, wants to t- that you you believe is taking away your freedom and so then you'll do whatever you've got to do to get your freedom back. Uh, and a prime example of psychological reactance is when there is this big giant sign out on the park bench that says wet paint, do not touch under any circumstances. right? So uh-huh. wh- what do we do? right? Well, let's just see how dar- let's see how wet it really is, right? I'm d- gonna <laughs> my pinky in it, right? It's because how dare you tell me do not touch. Right. It's it's our it's, it's it's our it's our psychological reactance to wanting to fight it. And yes. for some of us like yourself, I mean, that's how you describe it. I, it's what you describe about yourself in the book. And certainly it's been my case, too, is that, um, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that um, the, the the psychological reactance works in such a in, in such a way that what happens is, is that you're going to do whatever it's going to take to do it. And you're gonna, you're going to go ahead and you're going to, um, you're gonna do whatever it is they tell you you can't do, and that mm-hmm. that's just it. I mean, that's just, that's just the point of it. So, I totally yeah. get that. But I guess you know, you know, you talk about your mom being an influence, and you talk about you know that you were stubborn, and and sometimes we want to blame, uh, we want to blame personality and other things, but the truth of the matter is. This is more than just can people learn? Well, I guess the question is, can they learn this? Can they learn this, or does this have to be? Do you have to be born with this? I guess that's the question.
1: Well, I, th- I think it's a combination of both. I think I think anybody can learn it, but it may not be to the same level or same degree. Um, I mean, I I guess the best way to put this is, you know, I, part of this is nature and part of it is nurture, and I think anybody can learn to try and be a better person, be a better version of themselves, you know, learn more, be a smarter, be a smarter, more diverse, more adaptable person. If that's something they desire, not everybody desires that. So part of it's going to be their nature. Is that even something that they care about? Because it may not be. And if it's not, then you know what I do and my book is definitely not for them. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. No, no, I I don't, I don't, but but for those of us who, who, want to try and live a happier, more well-balanced life and feel like we're, we're, we're contributing whatever it is our gifts or skills are and know that we can always do better because we can, we can always be better. I mean, we're, we're better a year from now than we are today and same thing with, you know, now I'm a better person than I was a year ago. You know I know, I know more now than I did then. I'm better able to handle certain things than I did a year ago. Um, but that's because I keep striving every day to learn new things and to continue to diversify uh, my personality and my skill set and my intellect. But that's my choice.
0: Right. So it's, well, here's here's the thing that here's the thing about that this line of questioning and to help you kind of give an idea of where I want to go with this. Okay. So because I can sometimes just not be very clear. But uh, <laughs> no, when, when I guess you know encouraging people in a way that says, okay, maybe you're not born, you know, with this particular personality that you're terribly stubborn, but you can always do more. You, you, you there's more in the tank that mm-hmm. you, that you can do.
1: Yes, that's true. Right.
0: There's always
1: more.
0: Be- because as, as much as your personality, I, and I agree with you. I, I, think, I think there is a, a, a natural nurturing part of you that, I think there's a nurturing part of you that is the, that or the nature part of you that is that way. But I also think that there's another part of you that just just refuses to give in. I mean not because it's not because it's the nature but it's just because it's been I think because you grew up in a family of entrepreneurs that you that's been developed in you. I mean don't you think to some extent?
1: I think uh, yes, I do think that is a part of it because that's what I grew up watching. Right. Um, so that's a part of it. And then the other part of it, which I don't think that I mentioned in this book in particular, um, is when I was a teenager, uh, and I'm still not, I'm still not bad looking. When I was a teenager, I was <laughs> blonde, very voluptuous, <laughs> good looking. Uh, but the problem with that is that people assume that you're dumb.
0: Oh well, um, yeah, 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 so yeah, 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 yeah.
1: it's unfortunate, but it it is. And so for me, it kind of, I got tired of being, um, put in that box. And so I started proving to myself and then being stubborn and proving to others that I'm actually a lot smarter than I look. Um, so I think that that's also a big part of it. That was a big driving factor for me because I, I didn't want to be stuck in that box. Um, and I still get stuck in it now sometimes. Right. Oh, no, no. no. Which is it's really cr- because, and throughout the years, because I wouldn't pick just one career, people would still put me in that box. Right. That I wasn't smart enough to just work one one career and work my way up. And right. so what I've what I've done instead is created my own work-life balance and, you know, my own businesses and kind of prove them wrong a different way. What? Because you can be successful not doing just one thing.
0: Yeah, no, no, and, and I'm, I'm in total agreement with that. Okay, I I, I I totally believe in that. I totally believe that you know we don't have to be locked into one thing. And by the way, uh, we're live on uh, Cast FM, Castbox FM. We have uh, we're doing a live cast today. It's our first one with Sean and Bella, and it's really cool because I'm watching people from all over the world uh, join us live. And so I want to just thank everybody who is uh, joining us on Castbox Live FM, and uh, we will be doing uh, this live show, so you'll be able to listen to us. Live on Castbox, and uh, Shanna happens to be the very first show that we've ever done this on. And uh, as typical, the first time you ever do it, you get a few glitches, but we work through it, and uh, it's really great. So we're really excited about having everybody from around the world joining us on Castbox FM. Uh, Very, very cool. And it's also where you can listen to the podcast, by the way, too, is on Castbox FM. So, Shanna, one of the in in line with those things, what would you tell? What would you say to somebody who goes, you know, Shanna, I'm not sure really what I want to do, but I really don't feel like I'm that hard of a worker. Help me, help me get past that. What would you, what kind of advice would you give that person?
1: I would tell that person to dig deep because if they're not, if they don't feel like they're that hard of a worker, that's probably the the first issue to, and, and it's probably because they don't like what they're doing or they don't mm-hmm. feel like they like what they're doing. Mm-hmm and st- where wherever you're at dig deep try and work harder and learn more about what it is that you're doing because there is probably a lot that you can learn about what it is that you're doing and you may find some aspect of it that you actually really identify with but mm. if you're not working hard enough if you're not a hard worker you're not trying you're not trying to learn everything you can about that position mm. so you'll never really know what it is that you might be missing
0: mm. Mm. i love that because I have said repeatedly that there's two things that we can control I can control my attitude and I can control my effort right I I can control those two things it's up to me right and 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 you're saying the exact same by the way you're saying the same thing in a just in a a different way (laughs) but you're saying the exact same thing and and here's here's the beautiful thing though is that I think we get so caught up into how we feel that we don't realize that we can, we don't have to, it, we didn't say that I had to feel this way to give it great effort. I don't, right? I, I, right? And, and I think the other thing that I really love about what you say is, you know, how do you really know if you don't like this job if you haven't learned every aspect of this job? I, I, I so agree
1: with that. Because there's always something to learn, always. Right, right, or right. somebody has a different a different take on that same position that maybe you didn't even see because you're right. not looking at it from their eyes. So right. Right. there's always something to learn. And, I mean, even when I had to – when I stuck myself in a dish pit in one of the jobs, which <laughs> I can say I didn't do with gusto because I don't enjoy that. It's not it's not something I love to do. It's kind of like cleaning toilets. It's right. not my favorite. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, but – when I did it, I did it with, you know, as much effort and as and as as much teamwork as I possibly could because it had to get done. Right. And I learned more about how a dish pits run and, you know, how it could be better or worse because I threw myself into that. Right. So it gave me some new insight, which gave me more respect for people who wash dishes in restaurants Right. And so then I, re- I then started reacting and treating them differently than I did before. Not that I was horrible to them, but right, right. with more, with more respect and sure. all, because it's a very difficult position to work and you don't get paid very much for it.
0: It's a horrible position to work. If nobody's ever worked a it dish is. pit, if nobody's ever worked a dish pit before, I, th- I, I, I gotta tell you, you need to work it and I'll tell you when you need to work it. You need to work it early in the morning after the restaurant has stacked up all the dishes. That's when you need to go in there. And you're carrying every, there's these giant (laughs) pots and pans and everything, and it's just a stack that looks Mm -hmm. endless. And you need to just roll up your sleeves. You need to deal with this high-pressure, really hot, uh, (laughs) smelly, uh, smelly. (laughs) smelly, crud and you need you need to just do that for a few mornings for just a, mm-hmm. several hours by the way here's what i i i i learned to like it and and i'll <laughs> i i did and let me tell you what i did learn like it i found out that nobody will everybody will leave you alone
1: mm-hmm. because
0: they're all afraid that they may get dragged into it
1: yes they are. They, so if you need to go cool off, if you need some time to yourself, yeah, that's the place you. to
0: go. I'm just telling you, it was the best. I mean, right? You have it, to admit.
1: And it was very cathartic for me, too, because I'm, I I mean, people throw this term around, and maybe it's not the correct, but people say I'm semi-OCD. I like things very organized. Right. And I like them clean. And so for me, you know, being in the dish pit the few times that I have, you know, been in there, it was very cathartic to see how fast I, how fast how efficient I could be with getting the dishes clean and how and how fast I could get them done because the servers were thrilled with the fact that they were clean and they didn't have right. to scrape stuff off because that happens since right. you've worked in a restaurant. Oh, you know. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes you go to get dishes to serve them and there's still crusty stuff on there, uh. which is nice. Um, and I don't do that because that's not how it works in my world. (laughs) So, um, you know, I would, I would clean them like they had never been cleaned before and I would do it fast. And so the stuff, the, so the dishes they needed were out there and they'd have to wait and they were very, you know, grateful, which is, you know, so it made me feel like I was being part of a team, but then it also helped me understand, um, how difficult it is to be a dishwasher and do that all day long. Um, it's hard work and you end up wearing a lot of nasty stuff.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh, You you, you learn yeah, you learn very quickly. Do not even bring your favorite t-shirt, okay? No. I, you, because <laughs> it, you are not going to get some of that stuff off your t-shirt. No. It,
1: it, or the smell. Sometimes oh, the smell doesn't come out it, it, either. There, there, Don't there was, bring your favorite shoes. <laughs> yeah, there was
0: there wasn't enough downy to put in the, the wash cycle <laughs> to get rid of some of those smells. I mean, this it is really true. Yeah. It's it's really true. There comes
1: true. time you just got to throw them away. You're just done. <laughs> I know.
0: I know. And I did that. Sadly, sadly, I. <laughs> Sadly, I think yeah. there's some of my favorite rock group T-shirts that wound up in the uh, dumpster. Sadly, is what happened to that. <laughs> yeah. So, I, b- okay. but I mean, by the way, do you see her? Do you hear her sense of humor? Right? I mean, she just she's just full of life and she's fun. And I think what people don't understand, and I think what, and and I don't care how old you are, it's you need to revisit some of these places that you worked. Because there were lessons to be learned. And after every single place in the book, one of the things that I thought was really cool, and and I think this is another cool thing about your book, was that at the end of every place that you learned, you always took something away. Mm -hmm. Always. There was always some lesson, whether it was personal, whether it was professional, there was, you literally looked at those jobs as, as going, there's always something I could take away that I can learn. And to me, that was a beautiful part of your book because I was like going, man, we don't do that enough. You know, we even if the experience was bad, even if you had a horrible experience, in, in, and you had several of those in the book, and, and you had a horrible experience, maybe it was with the people that you worked for, maybe it was the situation, maybe it was the pay, maybe you didn't get paid, whatever it may have been, all right, you still walked away going, you know what, I learned something from this. And I, to me, that was, I think that's a really big lesson for us to learn from you in this book is you can, you can always take away something, right?
1: And you should, because jobs are like relationships. Mm. You know, every, every, if you keep reliving the same relationship over and over again, that's the definition of insanity. You're expecting it to be different. Mm. Same thing with jobs. If Mm. you just jump from, one job that has the same work environment, same pay, same thing to another one, and you're expecting it to be different, it's not going to be. It's going to be the same. Mm. So what what aspects of, of it did you like and what aspects of it didn't you like? So you learn a little bit more about yourself right. and work your way further down the path towards a job that really resonates with you or multiple right. because you know more about yourself and what you like and what work environment you like working in and how you like to work, what structure what you're comfortable with getting paid, what you're not comfortable with getting paid, um, and you know what skills you have to offer, or what type of people you like to work with. There's a lot of different aspects to to any job other than just what the pay is and the hours. Right. So what do you like and not like? That's something that, like you said, Jay, you sh- it, it's something everyone, I think, should do, go right. back and look at their job history right. and say, you know, what did I like or not like about these jobs? What did I learn about myself? Right. Well, and
0: and then you know what boundaries i I think one of the things that you one of the things that you establish in this book uh, which i think is really really cool is that there comes a point in time where you you kind of do get caught in the hamster wheel a little bit and (laughs) where you you go revisit it hoping that it's going to change and then you finally come to the conclusion you know what this isn't going to change and i I gotta learn and i have to learn i have to learn i gotta move on from this Mm -hmm. and and i and what I love about that, though, and what I love about your honesty about that is that, you know, people, it, it this is going to happen, it happened to me. You know, I, I kept doing the same thing over and over and over again until I finally learned, dude, this is never going to work for you. This isn't where you belong. This isn't what you should be doing. This, you got to stop. And and, and I, I think the beautiful thing about your book is that people need to understand that we all feel this way and you're not alone. And I think your book exemplifies that very very well that you know when they read this book it's it's you're not alone she's she's expressing many of the feelings that you felt in, in the book and i think that was part of your intention too right is that people could relate to your own emotional journey and in and life journey in this
1: yes yeah that was that was definitely part of the point i wanted them to try and be able to see it you know, not just through my eyes but through their own eyes and their own life experiences and how you know similar they really can be
0: yeah i I did find that I did I did really enjoy that part of it because um, I I don't I, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the fact that it was okay that we're gonna mess it up sometimes and sometimes people are gonna mess it up for us and sometimes we're gonna do the same thing over and over again hoping that the lesson's gonna change and and it doesn't but we got it we have to do it in order to learn and then you know the other thing is that regardless of how bad a situation is there's always something good that you can learn from this and that you could take away from this thing even if it's a boundary issue down the road, or one of the, I think it was one of the chapters, that you really learned how to negotiate for yourself. I mean, you finally got tired. I mean, you didn't come out and say it explicitly, but you clearly had a transition where you finally said, you know what, I'm going to negotiate, because there's literally a point at the book where... You you're not negotiating. You're just accepting whatever they give you, and then it's like you're going to the table, going, "What do you get? Well, let's talk about what we want." And then literally they go, "Well, we want to offer this. Well, this is what I'm coming in with." And they you meet in the middle, and then one time they you go, "Dang it, I, I started too low <laughs> because they would have given me more." I mean, but I mean, but that's it's a great lesson for people that it's okay to negotiate for yourself.
1: It is, but I think it's it's. It's harder, so I'm gonna say it's especially harder for women, mm-hmm. So it, just because we, at least women of my generation, because right. we weren't really taught to negotiate and we weren't told that we were really allowed to, whereas mm-hmm. men have a tendency to negotiate more, right off the bat, right. women do not. Um, and we can sometimes bring more emotion into the table than men can when it comes to negotiating Mm. and so a lot of times women just won't do it so I wanted to make sure I put that in there Mm. because even for me even though I knew I was worth more money a lot of times I would just go in and I'll just take whatever people would give me in hopes that I can prove to them that I'm worth a lot more and then negotiate and more often than not that didn't work out well because they didn't want to pay me more money Mm. they were already getting the extra work for the lower amount of pay right so why would they?
0: Yeah, no, I I love it. We're with Shauna Bell, and uh, she wrote the book, The Art of Being a Pete available at uh, at, at uh, Amazon and uh, paperback and Kindle version currently. Um, we'll find out if there's going to be other versions down the road. I'm sure there probably will be. Um, and uh, it's great, but it's just a fun read. It, and listen, if you're in that stage of your career where you're just going, and and I don't care how old you are, you're maybe in a stage of career where I just can't figure it out. Well, guess what? You're not alone because uh, Shauna's book, *The Art of Being a Peta*, is uh, is a book about you know what? You don't have to be alone. I she's wandered the same trails, she's walked over the same footsteps, and um and has carved out for herself a great life. And and that's the real beautiful thing about her book is helping you carve out an amazing life, even if you're not sure what it is you're supposed to settle on. And uh, she, the book is fantastic. Again, it's called *The Art of Being a Peta*. And she's brought to you today by our Great, great sponsor since day one, Enline Business Brokers and Advisors. They represent profitably, uh, privately held companies uh, with gross annual revenues in excess of a million dollars. Enline delivers the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with complete confidentiality. That's their trademark. It's their registered trademark. It's an R with a circle around it. So you need to learn more. Learn more at nline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And Lindencraft and Team Realtors, no matter where you're at in the world, they can help you find the right realtor to help you sell or buy your next home. And if you happen to be in the Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill area, um, you can meet them in person and find out why they are called the legends of customer service because their customer service is absolutely legendary. And you can find and learn more by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. And they are bringing you Shauna Bell and also uh, her book, The Art of Being a PETA. And uh, we are so grateful to them for being a sponsors of the show. And also for all the people who are listening right now on a uh, live cast on Castbox FM Hazir um and some folks Jesse Jess Louise and uh a whole bunch of other people who are listening to us live on CastBox FM. Yes, you can find a new direction on CastBox FM and tune in to us live if you want to listen to us live on the live show. It's uh, Now we're live on not only Facebook, but we're live also on CastBox FM. And you can also listen to the podcast right there as well. So we're really grateful that they've given us this opportunity to uh, do that as well. So, Shauna, one of the one of the other things that come out of the book uh, about helping, I, and I think people are going to get out of this book, and I and I think this is just part of who you are as well, is that somewhere in somewhere in here, there is a there is a I I I don't know where exactly it starts, but there's a real life undertone issue that you don't come out and explicitly say. But one that is subtle that I read as I read the book from cover to cover, and that was not only are you trying to do a hundred billion jobs at the same time and going from job to job, but you're also having relationship issues along the way, and that there's not only I mean because you know all, all of a sudden you're in a relationship and the next thing you know you're, you're a single parent and then you you know you're trying to reestablish another relationship and. This is a very real part of life that I don't want people to ignore in that book because there is, <clears throat> there is a point where you're having to deal with all this and you're trying to work multiple jobs and you're trying to go to school and you know, you're know you having to deal with all this other stuff, that, which makes it tougher, but you're able to endure it. Explain that dynamic of trying to deal with a personal life and then trying to deal with a work life and a school life and everything else. How did you manage that?
1: I think it goes back to the same thing we were talking about earlier in the podcast uh, that I don't give up. Mm-hmm. There's, there is no room for failure, at least not for me. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to, I mean, obviously I had a failed relationship. I'm, you know, my ex-husband and I are no longer married. Right. Um, but when it comes to parenting, there. There is no room for failure. I can't fail being a parent. It's not an option. Not for me. It's not an option. Right. I chose to have them. Um, my job is to raise them to the best of my ability, and they don't pay me for it, which kind of sucks, by the way. <laughs> but that's, that's the deal when you're a parent. And, and, you don't and, get and, paid.
0: And every mother said, amen, sister. Amen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you don't get paid. They expect they expect magic fairies to come take care of everything with of fingers, <laughs> which is not how it works either. <laughs> um, but uh, – So for me, I had, I had to just get, I had to get creative, um, and find ways to make it work so that I could be there for my kids, um, and do what I need to do to the best of my ability to raise them to be the best human beings and hopefully the most balanced that they can be because that's my job for the few years they're with me. That's my job. Um, but I still have to pay the bills. And so I had to get, I just had to learn to get creative, talk to people and see if anybody had any suggestions or ideas. That's really what I ended up doing. Um, And then when it came to the new relationship, my, um, my spouse and I have, I think we've been together about three and a half years now, and are now a blended family with five kids because we're totally crazy. Um, when we when we first got together, I was working. I was still working multiple jobs, but I was working one on a more full time basis, and it was really just kind of sucking the life out of me, which was not the original deal uh, when I agreed to take that job. <laughs> And, um, (laughs) because uh, that's never been my deal. I, especially since I've had children, that was never my deal. I had to make sure I was there for the kids because that's my job. Right. Um, but I still, so when we first met, that was a concern that he had because he didn't think that I would have any time, any room for him in my life because of parenting, you know, my kids and working multiple jobs, including that one that was working me about 80 hours a week. Um, and it was a valid concern. It was. And it's one of the reasons I didn't really date much in between, um, you know, getting divorced and then meeting him. And I certainly didn't date much when I was in grad school full time, working nine jobs with the kids that wasn't happening. Um, you know, so I just, I just had to get creative and find a way to make it work. And it was the same thing with, you know, with him, things work out the way they work out and talking to people, um, To find other solutions that would work well for me and for the skills that I have or to develop new skills has always worked in my favor. Um, And that was kind of the same with these situations. I had to create as much balance as I could to still pay bills and be a parent and then at some point um, get into a relationship because those take work also.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean it's a job. I mean I, I you know, I mean here you are you you talk about that you're doing these other jobs for actual money and mm-hmm. then you have the job of being a single parent which is a full-time job, by the way. It do, it doesn't end. <laughs> yeah. It's a full-time. Job. So you've got these other jobs on top of your full-time job. Mm-hmm. Then you're dealing with all the other relationship issues, mm-hmm. right? Which is another job. By the, because relationships relationships require work. I'm sorry, they just do. If you want a successful relationship, they require work. So to be able to try to do all of this becomes incredibly draining. This is the thing when you kept talking about, you know, I'm living on no sleep. You, mm-hmm. I mean, right? Which I'm going, well, well. At some point, this, you're, at some point, you're gonna you're gonna die. I, I mean, that's kind of what. No, seriously, this what's going mm-hmm. through my mind. I'm, I'm going, Shana, you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna burn out. You're
1: gonna, you're gonna burn, burn out.
0: out. I mean, did you, did you, did you? I mean, were there a couple times there? You don't talk about it, but were there a couple times there where we just were like, okay, I, I'm done here.
1: Um, towards, especially towards the end of my master's degree, um, because I did it in two years at NC State, and um. The dean of my department said nobody does this master's in two years, and I said, "Yeah, well, watch me." Right. Yeah, there's psychological reactance, so I don't have time for that. (laughs) Right, right,
0: yeah, psychological (laughs) reactance. Here we come. Yeah, got it.
1: Yeah. So, towards especially towards the end of that, when I was taking you know full loads, which for a master's is uh, 12 credit hours.
0: Right. That's right. Um,
1: Not 18. That's a bachelor's. Yeah. Um, so doing that and working nine different jobs and then taking care of the kids. Yeah, there was a point where I was. I was definitely burning out. I had no time for, you know, family stuff. Um, I wasn't really getting much sleep. I had, I had actually, and I, so I'm a very healthy person. I have a master's in nutrition. I'm very good with you know, food and nutrition and right. balance, right. uh, meditation, but th- it's hard to do that when you're, when you don't have time. So towards the right. end of that, I had actually been getting a rash on one of my legs and I couldn't figure out why I went to the doctors. They couldn't figure out why I realized once I finished all that about four months later, it went away. Never had it since it was stress. It was huh. stress, lack of sleep, um, and I've, you know, never had an issue with it before, but it had right. it was there for almost the whole two years wow. I was in grad school. Wow. <laughs> um, and I was like, Well, I'm not eating any different. I'm just not eating much. So my body right. was on was on survival mode. Right. Um and you can't do that long term. And no. I knew that I wasn't going to do it long term. I knew it was two years and for me I was just trying to power through it. Um and in my life, sometimes I've just done that. That doesn't mean that that's the best route to take. I'm right. not advocating that. Right. <laughs> I'm not saying go ahead and do your master's in two years and work nine jobs and be a single parent with two kids <laughs> just because I did it. I'm not saying it was the best thing right. to do. I'm saying that was the choice that I made. Right. Um, so I once I finished, uh, my my life got a little bit a little bit better, and it's definitely not as chaotic. Now, as it was then, and I actually get, you know, a full amount of sleep every night, which is a beautiful thing.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. No, it really is. It really is because I think, I think what you're, you know, what you're saying here ultimately is, you know, the journey, the journey's been worth it. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, it's not that it's over. I'm I'm not saying by any means that it's over, but you're, you're starting to feel like there's a little light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, but I mean the trials
1: how, have been worth it, and it's taken. I think as with any journey, sometimes there there are going to be times of that are a little harder than others. Mm-hmm. But if you just power through it for a short period of time and figure mm-hmm. out a creative way to move to the next step, mm-hmm. then more often than not, that's worth it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I yeah, and I would also add, you know you know you, you you can always give more effort because that's something that you always did with just in the book is that you give more effort i t- tell people where you're at you know wh- where your life is at now i mean because you've come through a lot you know and yet it's it's kind of slowed down um a little bit a, a little for what you <laughs> for me meaning that When I say that, when I say that and slow down, you have to understand that what I what I subsequently have learned about Shauna is that she just likes to just learn about everything, and she has her, she's got tentacles, okay? She's got octopus tentacles, so she's got these eight legs plus a couple more that are involved in something, okay? Uh, Whereas before she was sixteen legged, she's maybe down to eight to ten, so uh, is where it is. So. Tell people where, you know, where your life is at now. Where, where, I mean, here's this, this journey of billions of jobs. And now where are where are shot at now.
1: Uh, it's, I still multiple, um, because I think that's always how it's going to be because I like it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, um, it's a lot more oh. balanced and I, you know, get paid more money for what I do, uh, than before. So that works out well. So. Um, I mean ultimately at this point we I do freelance writing. I'm an author. Uh and then we board dogs a lot. We board a lot of dogs. Um, which I fell into on accident, courtesy of my eleven year old daughter. (laughs) It was her idea. She approached me about it when I was at the FinCon conference last year, which is a big conference. Um happens annually. Uh so It was her solution to me not letting them have dogs because we have five kids and they can't pick up their laundry. So I know they're not going to clean up after a dog. (laughs) Um, I may have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. So, (laughs) um, So we started doing that and that's actually, it's actually worked out really well. And we get, you know, we make a pretty decent amount of money just boarding dogs and we have a lot of regulars. So it works out well and the kids really like doing it. It's better than having a dog. Because yeah. they get excited to see which dogs are here, oh, so I don't argue. Awesome. Um, and I still work for for my mother. I've worked for her for uh, about twenty years now. I think it's been a while. Wow. Um, and I'm trying to think what else. I think those are the main the main four things. Well, you're doing some
0: <laughs> you're doing some investment things, right? You're,
1: yep. Right. You're yep. Doing some... I, yep. I am. We are real estate investors, buy and hold. And actually, we have some land out west, right. and I'm looking at getting another buy and hold this year. Good for you. Um. So I like doing that as well, and I actually kind of got my parents into real estate. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> so now they're real estate investors too, um, and that's a lot of fun. I just don't know if I necessarily want to do that, you know, full time. Right. Ultimately, our our goal is to continue to kind of do what we've been what we've been doing and be able to retire early, even though we'll still be in our like 50 right. uh, when our youngest one is gone in 11 years. Good for so. You. That's kind of our goal. Oh, we do still do private catering. Right. So my right. spouse is a chef.
0: Chef. So we, yeah. we do
1: some private cooking classes and some private catering classes, and we kind of just do that stuff because we like it.
0: And he's a great chef, by the way.
1: He is a great chef. If you are local and you haven't checked out Midtown Girl in North Hills yet, you should. He's the pastry chef. Yep. Um, it's phenomenal. And he has since he's been there, he started making. M- a large portion of the desserts gluten free because i have celiac so god bless him mm-hmm. um, so if you're looking for some gluten free stuff he's always got something gluten free just so you know
0: um, yeah, and listen and listen i'm okay with that we could plug it uh, midtown by the way for those of you cuz you know we have we're downloaded in over 20 countries around the world so for those folks who are listening all over the world and maybe it, certainly outside of north carolina cuz i've got thousands of you uh, as well here in the united states so we're talking midtown is an area in north in raleigh north carolina and there's this uh, place, um, called Midtown Grill and, and it's literally in the middle of North Raleigh and, and downtown (laughs) is why it's called Midtown. And, uh, he's a pastry chef there and he is absolutely known, uh, throughout this area and even beyond this area as making some of the best pastries, uh, ever around. And he does do a lot of stuff that is, um, gluten-free and they're amazingly delicious. And so um, I don't mind plugging them. Um, it's okay. And tell people what your um, spouse's name is so that they can look him up.
1: Oh, his name's uh, Brian with a Y. His last name's Jobert, so it's it looks like Jobert, but right. it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. it's a uh, it's Cajun French. <laughs> yeah, so.
0: yeah. Brian Jobert, and uh, you, seriously, really great stuff. I, I highly recommend that you look him up because he's he's really out, outstanding. So we you, do you realize that you and I've been on for an hour.
1: I no, I, no, because it's we've just been having such a good conversation. I, I didn't realize what time
0: it was. I know, right? We've been on an hour. It's it has. this been fun for you?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I love this sort of conversation. It's been a good conversation. Right. I well, like that. The questions you come up with. Oh, <laughs> great.
0: Well, I I've had all I've had people say because um, you know we had a little Facebook glitch, but they've all come back and I've had people say okay. what a, what a great show and. Um, they really love it, and they love you. I've had people on CastBox FM, which is our first time that we've ever gone live on uh, internet radio, and um, people are enjoying the show there as well. And uh, you've, been a great, you've been a great guest. You really have. I've really enjoyed it, the, the, and, and it's this has been a lot of fun, and I, I think we've helped a lot of people, but you've got one thing that you have to do. If you've listened to my show, you know at the end of every show I ask, every one of my guests to do something for me, and it's because the show is called A New Direction. I ask my guests, if you could give people a new direction based on your your life, your book, and you would leave them with something, what would be the new direction that Shana Bell would give the listeners of A New Direction? Let's see. This is your opportunity. <laughs> this is your opportunity to be, get on. You get to be on your soapbox right here and you get to everything that you want to inspire them with. This is yours. This is your moment. So you get to inspire them with however you want to inspire them. So go do that.
1: I would like your listeners to live their life to the fullest, mm. whatever that looks like for them. I love that. Um, And a lot of times that's through figuring out what your skills are or going back to old skills that you had when you were younger that you forgot you had Mm -hmm. latent skills, things you loved doing when you were a child or a teenager, early 20s that just fell by the wayside because life took hold. Go back to that. What was it you liked about it? What made you so happy about that thing that you were doing? And is there a way to translate that? into some sort of either you know side hobby, side hustle, or a new career that will make you live your best life. That's ah. what I want to give your, your listeners. I think that's something a lot of us haven't done yeah. uh, because we get stuck in this adult life and think that we have to live it this way because this is what society says, but we don't. The only person who's living your life with you, your whole life, is you. Hmm. So you might as well make it a good one.
0: That's awesome. Her name is Shauna Bell. The book is called the Art of the Art of Being a Peta, right? And the book is really it's a it's her journey and it's her journey of of how she is, has lived this life. She's carved out a life of doing so many different things and fighting and her relentless, never give up, entrepreneurial spirit and um, and making this life work. And just when uh, when you, as you read the book, just when you think it's over. Uh, it's not over, and she is great, and hi, Joelle, uh, as we finish the show, so Shauna, stay with me as I close the show, will you please? Of course. Okay, thank you. Everybody, that's the show. Her name's Shauna Bell, and uh, Art of Bina Pita, she was outstanding, and as as I like to tell people, man, she was inspirational, right? I mean, the thing about it is, you know, folks, we all have a life to live, you got to live it your way right? Don't, don't live it. Don't make people live their life through you. You live your life. And that's what Shauna did today. And she gave us a great new direction. So folks do what you do. As I say it every week, inspire, be inspired because when you're inspired, you can inspire other people. And when they're inspired, they can in turn inspire someone else. And that can make this world an amazing place. I thank you all for being here. I thank the world for downloading the show. We never thought it was going to be like this, but I am so grateful and I have so much gratitude. To all of you, I thank this great country of ours and all the states that do this. Thank you so much for downloading the show and being a regular participant. All the Facebook fans out there, I appreciate you so much for watching the show every day. And to my new fans on uh, CastBox FM, thank you so much, all of you, for being on the show and listening to the show live. We'll be doing this every week, so make sure you check in with us. So with that said, folks, you know what I say every week. See you next week. Ciao, everybody. When you lost your confidence and the answers don't make sense, you got to keep your hope alive. You got to know you can survive. This is your.